if someone's listening and they feel quite confident, you know, they have come home to themselves and they want to help instill the same thing in their children, other than modeling it, is there anything else that you would advise we do to help instill that growth mindset, that sense of self into children? Absolutely. So I think love is obviously the most important thing and releasing the need to control and releasing the need for our children to be happy all of the time. You know, a lot of people are not comfortable experiencing or seeing and witnessing sadness and these more undesirable emotions in others. But it's really important that we experience this full spectrum of emotions and we allow people to have those emotions and allow kids to express things like anger. One of the big things that I coach in women is when they're triggered, anger is an emotion that comes up for a lot of women. But socially, we aren't very accepting socially of anger in people. So if a child's having a tantrum in public, our kind of go-to reaction is to tell them to be quiet or that it's not acceptable to do that. And there are ways that anger can be expressed that are socially acceptable, of course. But I think it's important to let kids just experience the full spectrum of their emotions and give them a safe space to do so. Sort of realising that when we let go of control, we create more freedom and we create more certainty. So what most people try and do is try and control everything and make everything perfect. But actually, we can't control anything and we create more certainty for ourselves and for those around us when we release the need to control Mm. and kind of let life happen as it's going to happen. There's so much in that. Let's unpick that a bit. So first thing is allowing our children to have their feelings. And I absolutely wholeheartedly agree. And I've spoken to some amazing parenting therapists and doctors of psychology around parenting, and they all say the same thing, that it's about holding space for our children's feelings. What I find is that can be really triggering for mums. So especially if they didn't get space held for them, that can be a really new experience of what it feels like to just allow someone to have their feelings and to just hold the space. So be close to them, but not shut them down or shush them or What does someone do if their child is crying and everything in them wants to fix that, wants to tell them to be quiet or give them something to make them be quiet? Obviously, that's triggering something in them. What does that person do in that moment to relieve that trigger in them and therefore allow themselves to stop controlling the feelings of another? So I think it's always about returning to love and having compassion and Instead of trying to control, just letting that emotion come out and letting it release. When we jump in to help other people, and I see adults doing this, and this is actually something that comes up often as a coach, and you would know this as well. When someone's crying or upset or expressing an emotion, it's sort of our natural human tendency to want to try and fix it for that person. So trying to move in and maybe touch them or give them a hug or say, don't cry or it's okay and try and make it better. But what we're doing is we're taking away that person's ability to self-soothe and we're taking away their right to have that emotion and to let that emotion release. So of course it can be really triggering and really hard 
and we act based on what we've been taught by the generation before us and the people around us. So I think it's about just trying to relax and to, you know, let that emotion play out, release that need for control and recognize that when we're triggered, that it's something that we need to look at in ourselves and just being a source of love and kindness for that child or that person around us, whoever it is, and letting them have that space. Yeah, I mean, that's we could do a whole podcast on that because there's so much in that, around that dynamic that happens and, it, as you say, interplays into our own childhoods, how we were parented and it's conditioned. It's fascinating. But I think it's a really important point you raise around just holding space for others, children, adults, everyone, and allowing them to have their feelings. I sort of feel like when we tell someone to shush or it's okay or even what's wrong it's very subtly shaming that's shaming someone for having that feeling that's my view and the second thing that you talked about was control this need to control this need to fix this lack of trust of life where does that need to control come from and how does someone learn to stop white knuckling and ease into life a little bit more and go with things a bit more so two questions there. Firstly, where does it come from? And secondly, how does someone do it? This need to control is essentially a need for safety. So it comes from a belief that we're out of control or we're lacking that inner power. And again, coming back to this idea of trying to derive confidence from extrinsic goals or external validation, that's another example of external need for control externally. And in terms of this need for control of our emotions or our environment or the people around us, that comes from a belief that we're somehow out of control. We somehow lack this personal authority. And the way that I coach people to return to that inner power is to return to their values and making sure that their actions and the person they are every day, not just sometimes or not just when people are looking, is in alignment with these true values and these personal values. They're something that we can live by. And no matter what happens, you could lose your home and your job and your life could be falling apart. But if you know that you have this track record of being a really good person who's living in alignment with their values of kindness and love and respect you won't feel completely 100% out of control because you have that inner authority and that personal power. You mentioned spirituality as part of your journey right at the start of the podcast. Is that where some of your more spiritual beliefs come in around your ability to let go and go with the flow? Absolutely. So it was my fear that turned my faith around. So I created this life which externally was supposed to give me all of the happiness and the power and the freedom. And I was in therapy with post-traumatic stress disorder and having panic attacks. And a lot of that panic was coming around this need to control what was going on outside of me. And when those things fell out of control, as tends to happen in life at various times and chapters, my sense of personal power was gone because it was fake. It was inauthentic. And so with that situation mentally going on and this feeling that I had nothing when I had nothing I had to find something to turn to and that was inward and that was finding faith when I had nothing to kind of give me the idea that I should have faith if that makes sense.
I'm Lauren. And I'm Nicole. And if you enjoy this show, you will love our podcast, Self Care Club. Every week, we trial a different form of self care and report back on the results. We've tried everything from cuddle therapy, setting boundaries, laughter yoga, and many more. Two friends who rarely agree on anything, testing out the world of self care so you don't have to. We've even written a book dedicated to self care practices that cost you nothing. You can listen to Self Care Club wherever you get your podcasts. Or to purchase our book, search Have You Tried This on Amazon. <laughs>